Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and this is our new moon forecast. And if you've been listening to this podcast for long, you probably know that new moon and full moon forecasts are some of my favorite things to record. This is what I started doing with astrology now. So whenever I do a full or new moon forecast, it always feels like I'm kind of back in my element. And so before we get started, I do want to remind you all that I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. That means that I use the astronomical placement of the planets at any given moment in time. So if you're interested in calculating your Vedic birth chart, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart to calculate your free Vedic birth chart. And if you go to I think it's media and then podcast, you will find a set of playlists that I've put together on Spotify. So if you're interested in learning about the houses or the signs or the planets or the nakshatras, there are playlists set up for you so you don't have to go through the podcast and try to sort them out yourself. So let's go ahead and get into this segment on the new moon. So something else. All right, let's just go ahead and, and talk a little bit about global events first. So I do live in Austin, Texas. And I've lived in Texas since I was about eight. And I've always loved the land. If you've ever been to Texas, the landscape is amazing. West Texas and Big Bend is just incredibly magical. And the skies, we have some of the darkest skies in the world. So we get to see more stars than most places in the United States. The people are amazing. Texas is my home state. And something else that I'm really passionate about is women, <laughs> women's related issues and how women move about society. And so this has been an interesting week for me as I'm recording this, but I do want to bring Vedic astrology into this because I think that this is incredibly interesting. A few segments back, I made a podcast on women's related issues. If you're interested in this, definitely go back and listen to it. It's so interesting. And I was talking about how K2, when it's in the sign of Scorpio, and when Rahu is in the sign of Taurus, there seems to be more women related issues. After I posted that podcast a few weeks later, this issue with Afghanistan happened. And what the majority of articles and news publications were about were women's related issues. People are concerned for women's rights. They're concerned over the liberties of women. And then a few weeks after that, we've had this new law passed in Texas that is certainly a women's related issue. So I thought that this was really interesting to get even a little bit more specific for those of you out there who are geeking out a little bit. We want to look at the karmic notes of Rahu and Ketu. When this happened with Texas and in Afghanistan, Rahu is in the sign of Taurus. Taurus is ruled by Venus. Venus represents women. Venus is currently debilitated. So this karmic axis is playing this role in women, women's related issues. So I did want to point that out because it's very significant that both of these events occurred while B Venus is debilitated. Again, Venus not only represents women, it is the ruler of where the karmic note of Rahu is currently placed. So that is very prominent and it is a very important thing to, to notice. 
And so I did want to note that and I did want to point it out because it's something that is incredibly important to me, something that I'm very interested in. Again, if you're also interested in these things, please check out the former podcast and please stay tuned because I am going to be doing much more research on this topic. So getting in to the new moon, (laughs) switching gears a little bit, talking about the new moon. The new moon is a time of introspection. It is a yin time. It's a time where we turn inwards. It's a time where we are less productive. Energy drops. It's a time of being a little bit more quiet. And what's really special about the new moon is that this is always an opportunity to set intentions. When the moon is dark, it's as if it's a seed in the sky. We set our intentions there. From this placement, the moon will begin to wax again, meaning the light from the sun is going to be added to the moon. It's as if the moon is being fertilized. It's as if our intention is being fertilized and brought to fruition. And again, this is going to be on September 6th. So it's going to be on Monday. And I do encourage everyone to take time to set an intention. The sign that this new moon is going to be taking place in is the sign of Leo. And I love the sign of Leo because Leo is fun. Leo is charismatic and the sign is very loyal. It's very creative. It's very expressive. It can be kind of dramatic. But what I love the most about Leo is that there is this emphasis on loyalty, on family, and they can make others feel like family. They can help others feel connected and they can help others feel welcome. And of course, on this podcast, we talk about the sign that the new moon is going to be in, but we also talk about the nakshatra. And the nakshatra is essentially dividing a sign into even more specific segments to get a more specific result. So there are 27 nakshatras within the 12 zodiac signs. And this new moon is going to be in the nakshatra of Porva Falguni. And Porva Falguni is ruled by Venus. So there is going to be a gravity to this nakshatra because by the time we have our new moon, Venus will be in Libra. It's well supported, strong. So there is a gravity and there is a sweetness and a harmony in this new moon. And again, Porva Falguni is associated to a marriage bed, to a cot, to a hammock, to a place of rest a place of connection. And it's also associated to luxury, to the senses, to having fun and kicking back. It's one of these nakshatras that's very indulgent. And again, it really does enjoy the pleasure senses. It knows how to have fun. It knows how to have a good time. So if you have your moon in Porva Falguni, you're likely nodding your head in agreement. I've never met someone who has moon in Porva Falguni who isn't fun, who isn't creative and expressive and charismatic. But anyway, (laughs) for this new moon, it's also associated again to marriage, to connection, to relationship. There's an intelligence with Porva Falguni that understands how intimacy works. It's ruled by Venus. Okay, so there's this massive intelligence in relationship and to connection to merging. So first of all, simply on this new moon, it's an excellent opportunity to treat yourself, to splurge, to indulge your senses, right? It's not good to be ruled by our senses. 
It's not good to have no control over our senses, but indulging in our senses and reminding ourselves of what it feels like to be a human on a new moon, I think is completely a, a wonderful idea. And in terms of setting intentions, I think that this is such a powerful time to look at our relationships. They could be our friends, they could be our coworkers, it could be an intimate relationship. But notice what type of relationships are we drawing into our lives? It's it's a really <laughs> it can be kind of edgy to look at. But when we're looking at our relationships, if we have several relationships in our lives that don't feel good, we are the common denominator of those relationships. And so it's a reminder that we get to curate our life. We get to curate the relationships. Maybe not our our coworkers so much. But when it comes to intimate partners, when it comes to our friends, who are we deciding to bring in? Who are we deciding to call in? And what role are we playing in that? Is it that we don't have good boundaries? Is it that we don't believe we deserve good relationships? Is it that we believe that we deserve to be treated poorly? And really taking some time to look at that. And perhaps even setting an intention of, I'm going to focus on my worth. I'm going to focus on my boundaries and relationship. I'm going to focus on my needs and relationship. I'm going to focus on my desires and relationship. And again, it could be with anybody. It doesn't necessarily need to be an intimate partnership. Another idea is that if you are in a relationship, if you are in a marriage, this is a wonderful opportunity to set an intention in regards to that connection. Do you want to have a new ritual of intimacy? Do you want to read a book together that's relevant to the connection between you all? Maybe it's that it's a personal intention for the relationship. Like, I want to be more compassionate. <laughs> I want to be less snappy. But it's taking that personal ownership of what it is that we bring to the relationship, right? And if you're not in a relationship, if you don't want to focus on relationship with others, I think that this is such a wonderful opportunity to focus on the relationship with ourself, focusing on the heart space within ourself, reacquainting ourselves with ourself, you know, and how often do we do that? How often do we sit with ourselves and remind ourselves that this is our opportunity? This is our opportunity in this life, with this body, with this ego, with these interests. This is the one chance we're going to have with ourself. And so who are we? What do we like? What are our preferences? What does luxury mean to me? And can I make that happen on the new moon? And I just want to say, you know, like luxury is so different for everybody. If you ask me what luxury is, if you're like, all right, you can have a luxurious weekend, I'd be like, this is great. I'm going to Big Bend. I'm going to hike from dawn till dusk. <laughs> I'm going to drag my partner with me. It's going to be awesome. Someone else may think that sounds awful and they want to have a bottle of wine in a bathtub. It's going to look different for everyone and that's beautiful. But what this new moon is 
reminding us of what it's an opportunity for is to reacquaint ourselves with our preferences and to hold that as dearly as we would if it was our partner, if it was our loved one. You know, I feel like when we're really in love with someone, we're so eager to know what makes them happy. We're so eager to know their preferences and their opinions. What about focusing on ourselves in that way? What about giving ourselves the same love and the same devotion? So taking some time, reminding yourself of what you like, reminding yourself that you deserve to be waited on, that you deserve to have these luxurious opportunities, that you deserve to have fun, that you deserve to kind of rest into that yin quality. You know, the opposite, if, if you're unfamiliar, yang is very productive, it's very action oriented, it's very ambitious, it's very outward projecting. And then yin is more soft, it's more calm, it's more receptive. And so when we have the new moon, it's encouraged to turn into that yin energy to let things be soft and receptive. So again, having a new moon in Porva Falguni is pretty sweet. It's pretty auspicious. Porva Falguni is also very fertile and it has so much attached to it in regards to abundance. So regardless of what your intention is, it could be an intention that involves the current relationship. Right? If you're in a relationship setting an intention for you and your partner or partners, it could be an intention that you set with yourself in regards to that connection. If you are single, it can be an intention in regards to reacquainting yourself with yourself, to allowing yourself to slow down, for allowing yourself to have luxury. But it could be something entirely different. You know, but I think that what's really important when it comes to intention setting is that we have a very clear idea of what it is that we want to manifest. Because if we don't have a good idea of where we're going, if we don't have a good idea of what we want, the likelihood of us getting there is very low and the likelihood of us recognizing it when we're offered it is very low. We have to know where we're going. We have to know what we're looking for. And kind of playing off of this concept of fertility and seeds, right? When we're setting the seeds of intention in the earth, we don't just plant seeds and pray that something happens. We have to till the land. We have to take our personal ownership over this intention to nourish it and to assist it in its fruition. So what I'm saying is that when this day comes, when Monday comes and we're setting our intentions, it's not that we just write down the intention, we focus on it, we get it clear in our mind, and then we send it off to the cosmos. <laughs> we want to actively stay with it and we want to see how we are interacting with that intention. What role are we playing? Are we open and receptive to receiving this intention? I think that sometimes we may set an intention, we may try to manifest something, but deep down inside, we may feel like we don't deserve it. We may be afraid that if we get it, we won't know what to do with it. So we need to see the role we're playing. Are we completely open? Do we feel courageous? Do we know that when this intention comes to fruition, we'll know what to do with it, we'll be responsible for it? And we'll take personal responsibility of how we're moving through the world. And I think that's huge when it comes to relationship. You know, if we can understand our own stuff, if we understand our triggers, if we understand our attachment style, if we understand where our wounds are, 
that's over half the battle. Relating with people becomes very easy when we're aware of those things because we can take personal responsibility for them. We can begin to change them. We stop projecting everything onto someone else, right? And back to that concept with relationship, if we're looking back at our past relationship and all of our relationships are horrible, all of our friends are horrible, we are the common denominator in those relationships. So what are we doing? What boundaries are we not upholding? What are we jeopardizing within ourselves to not say no, to not demand more, to not leave when things are bad? So really taking that personal responsibility in our in- intentions and also, of course, in in our dynamics, particularly in our interpersonal dynamics with relationships and friendships. And the final thing I'll say about this, and then I'll move on to an overview of the night sky, but Porva Falguni is associated to sexuality in a big way. And Vedic culture, ancient Vedic culture, was really not shy at all when it came to sexuality. It's like a much more newer thing after it was westernized. And we'll see evidence of this in architecture, in literature, in the Kama Sutra, things like that. And all of that to say, you know, with this beautiful new moon in a Venusian nakshatra, especially in the nakshatra of Porva Falguni, if there has been anything in your life, if there's been an event, a relationship, words, something that's occurred that's brought you shame or humiliation or guilt or disconnection with your physical body or with your sexuality, this is an opportunity to start healing that. You know, I think that this is such an important topic in how we relate to our physical body and how we relate to our sexuality. And I think that in society, there can be so much underlying shame and stigma and disconnection that occurs. And it's a really important thing that we know how to heal and that we know how to reconcile within ourselves. Because this is a huge part of the majority of people. And if it's something that we're repressing or if we're disgusted by or if we feel disconnected from, there's this very big part of ourself that we are not acknowledging. And so if, again, if there is anything that you've been wanting to work on healing or set an intention to begin healing, I think that this is a fabulous opportunity to kind of release any of that past shame, release any of that guilt, release any opinions from other people and begin manifesting a loving, compassionate, all-encompassing, all-embracing view of yourself and all that you are, all that you encompass, you know, as a human. So I hope that this was helpful. So looking at the rest of the night sky, again, Venus is going to be in Libra in the very early degrees of Libra. And this is a pretty harmonious placement. There's a lot going on in the night sky right now that's not super harmonious, but I do like Venus being Libra. I think that it it does play off of this relationship energy of forming relationship, of deepening relationship, of making relationships more serious. And something else that I was noticing, and I think I included it in my newsletter, 
is that right now something very interesting is happening. Saturn is in its own sign of Capricorn. Sun is in its own sign of Leo. Mercury is exalted in Virgo and in its own sign. And Venus is in its own sign of Libra. So this is a really powerful night sky. You know, and K2 likes Scorpio, Rahu likes Taurus. It's very, very powerful. And I think I mentioned this again, wherever I wrote this, I think it was in my newsletter. What makes this powerful is it gives the ability to get things done. So on a personal level, it's a time of really honing in on our personal power of our willpower of our ambition, and moving forward through these things. If there have been tasks that you've been procrastinating on, if there have been projects that have been really difficult and weighing you down that you really need a lot of motivation to finish, now is really the time to power through these things and to make bold moves, to make bold decisions, allow yourself to stand out, allow yourself to take risks such a powerful time. So I do hope that this new moon forecast was helpful. I hope that you are feeling a little bit more supported in the weeks to come. If you are wanting more specific dates, please check out my previous podcast. It's the September horoscope. It will have important dates for the entirety of September. If you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings, and then readings to schedule a reading with me. If you have any questions, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at astrologynow underscore podcast. And if you want to join Patreon, where I offer weekly horoscopes for each of the 12 zodiac signs, I have recorded classes, live classes, tarot readings, all sorts of stuff. It's patreon.com slash podcast, And I would love to see you there. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Thank you.